husband praying, God, what do you have for us? What are we, you know, we want to be targeted in our lives and purposeful in our lives, you know, and I think that's something we talk about quite a bit here is making sure we're purposed and um, living out what God has called us to live out and destined us and gifted us to um, to not let those things be wasted just by wasting time or not really fulfilling what he wants. And this morning, um, Tommy and I were praying some and um, just kind of talking through what what we were feeling for today even. Um, and we were thinking about where we've come from even since he and I came. We've just been here since May 2018 was when we got sent uh, to come here. Really, the Lord spoke to me as an individual before that, that I was supposed to come and help the the leaders that were here already. And I thought that I was going to just lead some worship and maybe help with kids ministry or something um, to be a support. And that changed drastically by the time we got married and came here, we were the leaders <laughs> and everyone else had left. And uh, Jay and Marie were here during that time in May of 2018. There was about 15 people here. And from May to August, September, we dwindled to five people. And it was a good dwindling. Uh, it was not negative. There had been a lot of upheaval and brokenness here. And people were wanting to go get healthy community. And we understood that and sent people out nearly every week um, to go find what they felt they needed to be healthy. Um, and during that first year, all through the end of 2018, we were talking about Nehemiah. I'm not sure if you remember that. We, we were every week talking about rebuilding and um, rebuilding the walls, taking principles from Nehemiah, who was broken when he heard about the walls of Jerusalem being down and needing to rebuild. And he went and he went in prayer and faith. Um, he was so faith-filled in, in what he was doing, and he was able to um, muster the troops, so to speak, to rebuild the, the walls by giving vision, by prayer, and they, they stood against opposition in faith, and there was quite a bit of opposition. Even though they accomplished it, they stood against the opposition that was coming against them. If you remember, they were building with one hand, and what did they have? They had their weapons in their other hand. They were fighting at the same time, um, and that was a focus of May 2018 through the end of the year and Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, which I want to read. It's such a common scripture, but it became kind of our vision for um, through the end of 2018. I mean, it should be a vision for our lives in Christ anyway. Um, but specifically, you know, there are different things that the Holy Spirit will highlight or God will highlight. So it says in Hebrews 12, Verses 1 through 3, it says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. 
And this was like our verse then, let's run this race that God has put us on. We were so filled with faith that God had called us here. He had placed this church here for a reason, to reach this community, to be a light in this community. Um, and how are we going to do that? What's, what's our specific call and purpose here for what he's doing? And don't be deterred. Don't be distracted by lesser things. Let's run after this with clear vision, just as Jesus did. And he did it for the joy set before him. He was able to see out in front of him. And though there was hardship and suffering and enduring a cross, which is um, a terrible, terrible death, he did it for the joy because he saw out ahead of him. And it says, remember him. Remember him as you move forward in this race so that you won't grow weary and lose heart. And I think that that's a reminder to us even now as we're uh, embracing a new year, stepping into a new year. We must remember Jesus who endured so much to get to that place. He fixed his eyes ahead and we must fix our eyes on him who went before us. Um, then in uh, January 2019, the beginning of this last year now, just about a year ago, we began to pray. It was just Jane Marie, myself and Tommy, and another girl, Renee. And we began to pray, God, send us people. You know, we want to be encouraged. We had been pushing and pushing and said, Lord, we want to be know that you're with us and that you have something for us. And I remember praying myself specifically like three or four times during the week, like, Lord, just have a visitor come because we hadn't had visitors. We hadn't had anybody. And I'm like, can you just have a visitor come? I don't care if they stay or not. Just to sh remind me that you're with us, that you're here, that there's purpose. And that Sunday, Stephen and Kayla showed up with their family. And they, like you guys kind of, they were sitting outside in their car like, is there anybody in there? <laughs> Is there a church going to happen today? We sent Jay out conspicuously to try to let them know that <laughs> we're here and we're meeting. And I remember I was so moved by God's love and care that he would hear such a small prayer that to me, specifically to us, was such a big thing. Like God, like, you know, you see all things I don't, and we're prone to doubt or unbelief and I need encouragement, and he did. And they ended up staying, and they've become part of our family. And this past year, we've added families to the church, which, again, not about numbers at all, but the encouragement behind that of that we're here with a purpose. We're creating family. God is doing something here. He's changing our lives in amazing ways. Um, and this past year, what we focused on in the beginning of year, I just kind of looked through some of my notes from this year, what God has spoken. We talked about the gospel as being the foundation of all things. That's Paul, all his first letters were focusing in on the gospel because that was going to be the foundation for them to build their faith on. If they didn't have the right gospel, their building would be messed up. He focused a lot on grace versus works and how they work together. Um, and so we talked about that. We talked about his presence being our highest priority. We're here for one thing. We want Jesus. We want his presence. We want to know him. That he is our priority here in this place all times. Whether anyone shows up or not, 
he's still here and he's still worthy of our worship and our praise and our adoration. And that will always be our highest priority until the day he comes is honoring and glorifying him and keeping him first. We talked about the orphan mentality. If you remember, we went through this whole series of things that the Lord had spoken to me about by working with orphans in different countries and street kids and how it relates to how we act as orphans in the church. We went through weeks and weeks of that, identifying what it means to look like a child of God and be part of the family. Um, we talked about what the church, what the whole purpose of the church is, worldwide, global, like we are God's plan to reach the earth. We are his family. We are the, it's not just small local communities that we're all separate, even though that, you know, we were kind of joking about that before. We all have these divisions and separations, but you're a believer, you're in Christ, you're in the church, we are one. He, does, he sees one church, one bride, if not many brides, one bride. And to press into unity in that with all local churches around, how will we be unified with the others, what, what we're doing together to reach the community here. And then most recently we talked about prayer and how prayer is essential in our walks with the Lord. It was essential to the growth of the church in the New Testament. It was a, it's, you look through all of scripture, prayer was a uh, key in our walks with the Lord and what, in hearing what he has and receiving direction and showing our dependence on him um, in relationship, building relationship with him, learning to hear his voice, walk it out, um, walking out in faith. And so that's been kind of an overview of this past year. And we've come into a new year, 2020, and Tommy and I have been here thinking, wow, God placed us here for a very specific purpose. We know that. We're assured of that. We've been stretched in many ways. Personally, we're newlyweds as well. We got married and moved here right after our honeymoon. We came. So we've been stretched in our love for one another and how to minister together and how to be pastors who've never done this before. And it's incredible to see the way God is faithful, even in our weakest points. You know, he, he's with us through it all, and he en helps us and enables us, and that's why he's so good. You know, he's, he doesn't leave us on our own, but he does put us in positions that, that challenge us and really get at deep places in our hearts so that we depend on him and see that he's the only one that can bring us through. And we were talking about in 2020 with all of these things with all this history I wanted to give a brief recap of that to say how have you grown how have we grown since then to now because this is we talk about this a lot it, you know we can talk about the word we can read scripture but if we're not applying it to our lives that's very dangerous we're just gaining head knowledge and not living any of it out and that's dangerous we become dulled and pharisaical, really, in the way that we live because we're just gaining knowledge but not practicing anything. And that's not what this is about. And so being in an honest, um, I don't, uh, in an honest reflection of this past year or 2018 saying, you know, not right now, maybe you can't think right off the top of your head, but thinking about it in the next couple of days, where, how have I grown? in these areas that we've talked about. How have I grown to live more like a child of God and not as an orphan? How have I recognized how I've been acting like an orphan 
where I should be a child? How have I changed my mindsets? How have I changed the way that I live? How have I changed the way that I talk? H have those things changed at all in my life? And if not, hey, that's okay. Let's start changing, right? We don't want to pretend like we've changed when we haven't because that's just not as good either. Um, we want to be honest with ourselves. Where have we changed? What areas has God given us freedom? And remembering those things. That's so wonderful to remember to see what he's done. What he has done in us because he always wants to bring change. Sean Foster, who's the leader of the church in New Hampshire, the founder, he says, if you're not growing, you're dying. And that's always impacted me. Like, we want to be changing. We should be desiring to, like that last song we sang, all we want is to be like Jesus. I know that that is the cry of my heart. I, I believe that for us. Like, we desire that as his children to be like him. But what are we doing to be like him? <laughs> How are we changing into his likeness and in kindness and the way that our words, are they producing life? Are they producing death? Are we literally changing the way that we handle situations in our workplaces? Our ministries are our lives. So many times it's, you know, we compartmentalize and say, well, I did ministry on this day, <laughs> but and then worked on the rest of the days. Or I did ministry on food pantry day. Well, no, your life is your ministry. And that's your life poured out. That's what Paul is saying. My life is like a cup poured out for the saints, for the Lord. Um, it's your life. Everything that we do, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're in this building, whether you're serving at food pantry, everything is for him and for his glory. And so we've got to change that as well. It's not isolated activities that we do. That's ministry. It's everything. So what is the fruit of your life? And that's a big and can be challenging question, right? Because if we say, well, look at my life, not much fruit. Then something's got to give. And it, it's good to be honest about those things because when we're honest about it, then God can do something about it. But if we're in denial... Nothing's going to change. We'll just keep saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. I'm good with what I'm doing. You know, th then nothing will change. But if we can be honest and say, hey, I, I haven't really changed as much as I would like to have. I've seen these areas, but I really want more. I want to be like Jesus. And that's impacting lives. I would say in my life, even there's plenty of things that I think of like, oh, this, like, I really want to grow in these areas. I've shared this many times. We try to be as open and honest as possible because that's what we want to cultivate here as a family. One of my areas of weakness is fear of man, fear of what people think, fear of being rejected because they don't like what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. That's been something in my life for years, and I've had growth, absolutely. God has helped me, set me free from some deep levels of it, but I still deal with that, and I want greater levels of freedom. I do. I desire that because I want to look like him. I want to be like him. I want this to all be about him, and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, right? That's confidence in who he is and his love, and we have to be honest about those places in us that we are weak, and it's okay, right? If I can be honest with you guys about that, you can pray for me, and then maybe you'll feel just as able to be honest about places of weakness and struggle. 
that's what we're here for so we can support and um, be together in that time. So that's kind of just an overview and reflection, like a challenge for us, not challenge, but um, invitation to reflect even this next week. And we'll send out the link so people who aren't here today can hear. But journal down, write down or think through if you're not a journaler, where have I changed and what would I like to change more in? How would I like my life to change more to reflect Jesus in this coming year? It doesn't have to be massive things. It could be a little thing. Like, I want to be more faithful in this. I want to be, like, I want to spend time with him daily. Or I want to be more patient with my spouse. Or I want to be more loving. Or, you know, I- at my workplace. Or I want to be more vocal about my faith with these people to reflect him more. Think of specific things that you can actually track and say, I'm changing. I- I'm making steps to be different. Um, and then Tommy got something that he thought was for us today, too, that he's going to end with. Yeah, just this morning in my... Yep, okay, cool. Um, in my time, I was just really meditating on uh, Matthew sixteen twenty four. Um, and 25, that the whole that passage where Jesus is uh, talking about, if you want to follow me, take up your cross. Um, and, you know, what what gain does a man have to, you know, to find his life or to, uh, you know, it's more gain to lose your life in order to, to find it. You know, a man must lose his life first to be able to find it. Um, so I was just thinking, like, man, it, it in the on the lines of, like, when we're growing and being challenged in our walk, like that is pretty much what Jesus is saying here. Like daily, take up your cross. Like that's not just like a lighthearted thing. That's like this is a a challenging thing to be a a follower of Jesus Christ in our culture specifically. Should not be. You should not be just be going around your 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 day and your life like. Um, at ease and comfortable and stuff like we should be being challenged in our lives and if you're not that's where i would say let's reflect and and think about like where where we need to grow in our lives and um because i mean i i struggle with comforts of my like i love being comfortable obviously as we all do but um the nature of being a disciple of christ is to be constantly challenged taking up our our cross denying ourselves and if we're not denying ourselves then what is our what is our walk with with the lord look like you know um like self-denial is by nature like i said a a very difficult thing and but it's such a a, such a good thing such a fruitful thing and we really uh you know as wes was saying like we need to look at our lives and see like where is the fruit of where I'm denying what I personally want, what Tommy wants in life, what is the fruit of denying myself then in my life? Um, you know, we, we both have made extreme sacrifices to come here to Maine, and um, it's been challenging, like Wes has said. Like, we've both, I, you know, personally gave up a job, my friends, uh, music, a bunch of stuff, and and we've been here because we're obedient to Christ, and like Wes was saying, it's been very challenging, and um, we, with that said, we want to 
be here for um, everyone's growth and development as well. Like, obviously, God brings the growth, uh, but we are placed here as leaders, and we really want um, to pour into everyone. Like, we we feel like, or not we feel like, we, we know we're here for a reason, and God placed us here, and um, therefore, we must have something for everyone here, you know what I mean? So with that said, we've uh, decided, um, we were praying, and we decided to, we want to meet with everyone, uh, like just sit down, have some dinner, uh, and just touch base with all the, the families in our church, and um, just talk about like what your vision is for 2020, and um, you know, how our relationship can develop, like ours and yours, and um, you know, what that's going to look like going forward, because you know, it's it's something we really desire. We want to have relationship with everyone. We want to, um, you know, give as much as we can, like from um, from our hearts. So uh, we want to meet with everyone. Like I said, not meeting with everyone sounds kind of like formal, but I just mean like let's get together, have some dinner. We're going to be inviting everyone over, uh, individual families, yeah, to our house and just to hang out and chat and we just our goal is to just build relationship with people and um, you know so that's really our heart um, so I was really challenged this week with uh, what I was just talking about um, I heard a, an incredible message by Francis Chan um, who was just talking about like man our we've taken the gospel in our culture and, and really like watered it down and just you know talked about it so we don't offend anyone we you know it's easy to hear but it's really not and and that's what I was struck with this week is like the gospel is a tough thing and we shouldn't be ashamed of that at all and especially when we're living that out in our lives and and you know like I was saying about self-denial and everything like it's a hard thing but the reward of that is so tremendous like think about like living in eternity with Jesus and the reward of how we lived our lives here is spent for eternity. So it's an amazing thing. So um, do you have anything else? No? Cool. So we just want to take a little time for communion here. We're so sad you guys can't physically eat the bread and juice, but I know you'll taste it in your minds or something or maybe you guys could do it at home <laughs> but uh we try to the 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 first sunday of every month we do communion together and um so we've got bread and uh some juice here we basically uh will you can come up as you're ready and just dip the bread in the in the juice and, and partake so um so, Father, we just, uh, again, God, we love you, and we just magnify you for who you are and what you've done, what you've made available to us, God. And it's it's not just to go to heaven, God. It's not just about saying a prayer and going to heaven, but it's about receiving you and expanding your kingdom on earth, God. It's about revealing your nature to the world. So we thank you for making that available to us, God. And we just uh, remember the sacrifice you made to make that happen, God. Your body that was broken 
your blood poured out for us, God. I just pray that um, the weight and the the seriousness of that really uh, strikes our hearts today as we partake of this, God. That it is a it is a, a somber thing, a, such a intense thing to think about, God. That you were you were tortured and and put to death, but raised again, Lord. We thank you for that sacrifice, and uh, we take this the bread and the and the juice, Lord, to remember that sacrifice and to give you glory for it, God. So we love you in Jesus' name.